Most of the time, he talks it out with the voices in his head. Other times, he gets an artist to answer his questions, and you get to listen to it here. Welcome to Toad's Tunes. Welcome to uh, Country AF Radio. I'm um, sitting here with Sundance Head again. Yes, you're, you're back in Vegas. Yeah, thanks at Stones. for having us back, man. We Dude, love it. We love having you here. It's kind of like we probably should do this every year, maybe twice a year. Hey, man, you know what? Like, I, I don't know if I'm going to be the first to tell you this, but you sound just like Joe Rogan on a microphone. Don't say that, dude. People for real? tell you that already? No, nah, I've never heard that before. But he's an idol, so I'll take that as a compliment. Awesome, awesome. Dude, that's, I, don't, um, I don't wrestle. I don't do jujitsu. Uh, uh, I've never done more than Coke one time. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I don't yeah. know. We don't have anything in common. Right, yeah. <laughs> dude, so you got new music out. Yeah, we do. We just released a, a new record, Stained Glass and Neon, produced by Dean Dillon, recorded in Nashville. And uh, came out January twenty fifth. So. How's it doing for you? Oh, it's doing great, man. You know, we're we're doing our own our own sales. You know, we we don't have a distribution deal or anything like that. So, I would say between streams and actual hard copies, it's probably half a million. It's awesome as an indie. As an indie, yeah. that's the way it should be. I always tell the story about uh, Cody Johnson before he signed his little partnership thing. What whatever he did, that uh, artists should stay indie as long as they can because obviously they make more money, right? Um, and uh, you hustle. Clearly you yeah, hustle. Yeah, man. You know, it, it seems like the, the point where you can't do it anymore is when you're trying to go national on radio. Right. It's such a cutthroat business. Uh, this We released um, we released uh, Everything to Lose in Texas. It went number one. Uh, uh, How I Want to Be went number one in Texas. And then we said, well, let's try something nationally. So we, we, we got us a national radio team. Did the national radio tour for Lever Wild, and I, I think it got to like you know eighty or something on on All the right. top one hundred. So, and so it's just so much hard work. And then, uh, so we're on our second stab at it right now, which is a song called "Close Enough to Walk." Cool. And it's just man, I, I got to really get my hats off to the guys that make it on the radio because it's so hard. But it, dude, it's a difficult game, right? There's there's you get to the point where you think, man, you know, I was I was. I was much happier just playing venues and not worried about getting radio airplay because once you get in that game and you start watching numbers and watching charts, it really consumes you. And I'm not sure that it's uh, doesn't seem healthy. <laughs> it's, it's, very, it's not healthy. It's really not. But it's it's it's, it's something that everybody has to go through. So I just you know so I just got to take it with uh, the lumps and and try to figure it out. I look at it like uh, I'd probably say like once a month I'll go look at Country Air Check. And I'll see like what got ads and all that kind of stuff because for me it's kind of a, another way to find out about new artists sure. and, and stuff like that. And um, I, I I've been I've been known to call it the entitled number one before because I think that that for me I look at country music and you look at traditional, um, you look at what the mainstays are in country and you go back to um, in twenty years what 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 artists are still going to be that single still going to be Absolutely. in somebody's head. So does any of this does any of this modern country music have a staying power? Uh, that's I mean I look at someone like uh, Jordan Davis. I think that he writes the right way. Um, I think that his music I can go back to and probably listen to in five ten years. I'd be curious how I'm going to be in twenty years with it. But then there's other artists I go out there and I'm just like well, I don't even understand this. Like sure. Like, is it really country? And then, but I'm also the guy that listens to everything. I listen to pop country. I listen I to too. traditional country. I, I listen too. to rock. I listen to rap. I listen to everything. So yeah, man, everyone's trying to succeed. So you gotta you gotta think. Well, if these guys are making it, you know, what are they doing that I'm not doing? That's where I have to look at it. And and sadly, a lot of the time, uh, it doesn't have anything to do with the music. Nope. It's something. It's, it's other. It's other intangibles. It's your camp. Uh, it's your story. It's the the sure. PR team that you have. 
I learned so much about artists when I when I sit in here stuff that I, I wouldn't I wouldn't quite think of, and I love to ask questions like, dude, what was your last job you had? Oh well, mine. I was an expediter for an oil company. Okay, I had an office job. Really? Yeah. And then you went on the Voice. I went on the Voice, and uh, actually, you know, it, it all went down a. It kind of went down like this, man. I, I was working in the corporate world, and I, I enjoyed it. And then uh, I turned thirty three, and, and someone offered me a Wednesday night to play music, uh, and so I, I, I took that offer, and really found out that I loved playing music more than I loved working in a corporate. Uh, entity, and then I was pulling Wednesdays, Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays, and still working sixty to seventy hours a week in the <laughs> corporate world. So I was getting burned out on both ends. Right. Lucky for me, um, the Obamacare rollout came out, and I was in the oil business, and it really shut everything down. They didn't want to pay the premiums on the insurance, so they cut everyone's hours back to thirty-five hours. If you so it shorted you. Yeah, you get insurance. Yeah. So, so then it came to the point where they said, "Hey, man, we're going to cut your benefits. You're welcome to stay." And at that point, it was like, well, uh, my wife said, hey, man, we can find another job with benefits. Or uh, she said, I'll give you five years and I'll get behind you 100%. Uh, see if we can make money playing music and uh, be able to you know, provide for our family. And it was really scary, honestly, to be able to uh, do that, actually. Really? What is, did your wife play music? She doesn't. She uh, she manages me, and she ran sound and drives right. around and book does bookings. You know, everything that a, that a badass wife would do. That's that. You have kids? We do. We have three kids. How old are they? Uh, twelve, ten, and five. How rad is that, dude? That's a yeah. that's a uh, that's a team. Um, we have a great family, team, man. We got a great family back home and a great team. And and uh, where are you based out of? We're out of New Caney, Texas. It's about okay. forty minutes north of Houston. Okay. Do they love you in Texas? Are yeah, you lo- yeah, man. We 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 do great in Texas, and I love Texas. Uh, it's you know it's my home base, and I love it. But we want to we want to try to take the music out. Absolutely. Know? Yeah. You can only stay in, in in your bubble for so long. Yeah. So but. I mean, there's a couple of guys doing it right now. Obviously, uh, Cody Johnson, yep. uh, Aaron Watson, Josh Ward, m- myself. All you guys have played here before. Yeah, man. Yeah. Turnpike. Turnpike Troubadours. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. we Chris and I packed up our stuff. We were going back to Nashville for something. And he sends me this email, and on the email is uh, the Loud and Heavy Fest. And it happened to be a day before we were leaving. So he looked at me, I looked at him, I'm like, I'm in, fuck it, let's go. So we actually flew out. Uh, some guys from True Grit kind of like helped us out and um, got us backstage. And we went, and that's where we met Whitey for the first time and got to see Cody Jenks. And um, uh, Whiskey Myers played. Yeah, so, I love Whiskey Myers, Dude, man. so Whiskey Myers played here. And I was like, these guys are badass. Then I go to Fort Worth, whatever that thing's called, Paradise or Pirate whatever cove island thing whatever so i go watch them there in an outdoor thing is like seven thousand people there yeah sundance square dude i stepped back and was like what the hell is it was so bad the music scene is ridiculous man dude and like they played to the crowd and the crowd and they've got that percussion guy in their band (laughs) i don't i i I would love to be sitting there when they put the band together and someone's like dude my friend jimmy he's got to go with us what's he gonna do and they just throw him a tambourine and tell him you go fucking crazy because that's pretty much what he does well yeah you know and and uh I got you know this guy's been tearing tearing it up for a decade, right? There. Yeah, you know. So I mean, you could always play it safe and just stay in Texas and 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 make a living playing music without a doubt. But at some time, your aspiration catches up with you, and you sure. go, hey, man, I want to go do more than that. You know? How often do you get out to West Coast? I mean, is this like a a super new thing for you? Do you try and do well, it every you year? Know, or? We did we did um, around 180 dates in 2017. Good for you. 2018, we took off to make the record and do the radio tour. Right, and so. 2019, we started booking uh, these shows, I guess, around three months ago. So now we're back 
back. We're going back on tour to promote the the new record, obviously. And, right. And uh, you know, we want to play everywhere. We want to play five nights a week. Yeah, heck yeah, you get on if, the road. If we can get there, then we want to be there, you know. Right. Uh, I'm trying to think. There's uh, uh, John D. Hale. Did you know him? I don't know John. Um, traditional country. He sure. came through here and just happened to be here on a Wednesday, and we're like, dude, it's not going to be good. And he was like, dude, I don't even care. I'll pay for the, play for the door. I don't even. But amazing country. Like, yeah. And he's one of those artists that you sit back and it's so traditional. If you could, uh, let's say that I gave you a venue and three other artists, plus you, to put together the show. This year, when would it be? Where would it be? And who would you put on your show with you? Like, what what are like your idols that you look at and go, "Man, I'd love to play a show with them." That sort of thing. Well, right now, uh, I would say, man, I would like to. I would like to be on the same bill with. Uh, there's a guy down in Texas I like a lot named Co Wetzel. We I know Co. Yeah. Okay. We haven't yeah. had the chance to work together, but I'd love to. Uh, and I also love uh, the Cadillac Three. Yeah, uh, we we haven't crossed paths, but we have a lot of fr- uh, the similar friends. Mutual, yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's always like really close. Uh, and then I think as far as like an old per- an old school band I like to work with is uh, Black Oak Arkansas. Don't know them. Well, they they're famous for like Jim Dandy to the rescue. Okay, but that's not like they're one of their best songs. They they're they're really really like one of the. One of my favorite southern rock bands that are kind of forgotten about. What's on your, um, like, what place would you love to have that show at? Man, right here. Let's do it here. <laughs> <laughs> well, probably could happen. We Play like together, man. Dude. Um, we love Scott Brown, too. I got to give him a shout Yeah. <laughs> got to give him a shout out, man. I love that guy. He is, uh, he is funny, man. I like Scooter Brown. They're, they're, uh, those guys come through here and they're, they, um, they like to drink. That's for sure. Yeah, a lot course. of you guys can come come through here. They, y'all like to drink. Hey, man, look, we're all. It's a blessing and a curse to be in this business, man. Right. I just saw a thing online that said that like ninety percent of all artists have some kind of mental illness. I believe it, really, dude. I used to always think that, man, if you're a front man, to be able to tell your story, there's got to be some sort of mental deficiency out sure. there because you're sharing your personal life. Yeah. Like when you're when you're writing, like you're really putting yourself out there and to yeah, be man, in. It, it doesn't it doesn't really benefit you in the real life either because you have no filter. Yeah. You know, you just say whatever's on your mind because normally that's what you do and when you perform and stuff. On 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 true line with that, have you ever heard of Hannah Dasher? I have not. Okay, so Neil Mason manages her. I'm sure he writes with her or something like that. But she's got a song called Drinking Out Loud. And um, Oh, I love that. I love the title of that. Um so I met her in Nashville before she played here, and she was wide open, you know, saying just like I'm like, dude, she can't be like that all the time. She comes and plays here. She's wide open. Man, I could imagine. And she, her song, Drinking Out Loud, is just about that, that what we think, mm-hmm. she's like that all the time. She just says it. She doesn't even fucking care. Sure. And sober, drunk, doesn't matter. Just I was just like in, in awe. And I'm like, but my favorite thing about this whole genre of music is like, I, I'd have to say that 99.9% of anyone that I've met here, like doing what we do here has been super cool. Uh, no real bullshit. We've had a couple artists come through and try and steal some shit from us, but other than that, that's the point one point oh one percent. The rest of them, they're all good people, man. And you guys are telling great stories. Yeah, and man. You know, we're thankful to have a, a venue like this where you actually care about the artists and want to have want to bring artists through here. You're not just trying to make a profit. You're you're trying to 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 build an experience and and a business model, and that's that's what makes you guys different. Dude, you said it. Walking up the stairs, this is an artist venue, and I don't think we've ever ever 
heard that said that way before, but dude, that's, yeah. I think that's, it probably narrows it down to what we really are. Cause we hear your guys' stories of the road and it's not always sure. good. You go to Bakersfield or Barstow and you're playing in a shithole where you might fall through the, the yeah, stage absolutely. and we, we just take pride in it all. And we, we, our ultimate goal, I say this all the time is that when you guys get routed and you start seeing, oh shit, I got 30 dates and you see Stoney's on there halfway, you go, ah, oh, home. We'll yeah, be fine. Yeah. Let's just get to Stoney's. Then we know that we've made it halfway. And we're yeah, good. man. It's badass, dude. Right outside of Vegas, you can see the strip. Yep. And, you know, it's just it's just close enough to where you can see it, but you don't have to go. Yeah. <laughs> it's know? safe that way. It keeps money in your pocket. And we don't yeah. even put you down there to stay. We put you the other way. That yeah, way you don't badass, even... <laughs> man. I love it. You know, but every time that... Uh, Every time me and my wife go gambling, I, I get two hundred bucks no matter what, right off the top. I'm like, right. "Hey, Mister, you're gonna go spend a bunch of money. Give me two hundred bucks." So I win every time. I take two hundred bucks and I just go to the room. I don't right. actually gamble. Dude, that is a win. Yeah. I like it. So you promise the, you promise her in some sense that you're going home with two hundred bucks still. No matter what, <laughs> I, I save it. I buy chickens and pocket knives. There you go. You know? Um, what's 2019 gonna play out for you? you guys? Are gonna push the new single and then? Well, yeah, we're pushing the new single. Like I said, we're doing radio right now, man. But I th- I'm more focused on getting back uh, out and playing. And and continuing to build our brand out on the road, I think, I think that's just as important as anything else. I have noticed something here going through this uh, whole experience, uh, trying to get onto radio. Is there's there's a tons of artists that are on the radio that uh, they have no real fans. They've figured out how to create bots as a fan base on online, and I've just decided, man, you know, I would rather have a thousand people show up to hear our music than. Um, have a listing that says that we have a million fans that are not real people right that, you know for me I, we we want to come out and, and, and perform and, and meet people and build a real fan base uh, with real folks yeah you know just like everyone has always done it before social media you know we want to come out and build a family on the road well how neat was it just we had a, a small kind of like private like meet and greet earlier and the way that the people came to you I, I want to say that just about someone and every one of the groups loved you Knows well, yeah, you, I mean, and, you know, I hope I hope they feel that way too. You know, I mean, obviously, I'm 40 years old. I'm having, I'm getting a late start, man. I'm blessed that the Lord opened my eyes before it was too late. You know, I'm incredibly tall, handsome, and good looking. <laughs> I can also sing like a beast. So, I mean, it's good. Are you that, Blake Shelton? It's good for them. It's good that they could see me for the person that I am, and not Dude, the sex symbol that I've become. I totally thought that was like super neat because I watched a bunch of those girls come in there, and literally, they were like, "Dude, I voted for you every time," and right. um. I would say that most of the time we do the meet and greets with the emerging artists, a lot of the people really don't know who they are. They just want that that experience, sure. and they really don't know much about their music. But tonight was different. I mean, the people were really, I mean, they oh, know man. who you are. Yeah, it's we neat. get it all the time. And I it's love a blessing, it, dude. dude. It is a blessing. They, sometimes they confuse me with Ron Jeremy. <laughs> And I'm like, hey, that's not me, you know. I'm not, not that guy. I'm not that guy anymore. <laughs> that's what you get. I used to be that. Yeah. What was the first country song you ever heard that made you want to like fall into this kind of genre and play? Well, to be honest with you, man. Uh, no, lie, dude. Let's lie. Yeah, let's lie. <laughs> I, 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 uh, I grew up with my dad playing music, so I, I thought everyone played music. I didn't know that people had other things to do for a living than, than live this carny life, so... Oh man, I don't know. Is there a song that like you grew up saying this is going to be the first song I'm going to learn how to play or anything like that? Like just something that you went after and Well, I learned Born to Boogie because my dad said if I learned to play something on guitar, he would he would buy me a, a brand new guitar. So I learned Born to Boogie because it's just you just hammer the E string. Right, and that's it. There's no chord, to, you know, you don't play any chords. So I learned that. 
uh, that was the easy way out. But I got a guitar, and then I couldn't play anything because it was a six string, and I learned on a five string Newman. Okay. Yeah. Do so you still have it? Yeah, I do, man. I actually have it on stage with me now. They built me a brand new one. It says Sunny. It's on the fretboard. It's a beautiful guitar. Beautiful. That's awesome. But when I was a kid, man, uh, you know. I, t- I tried to take the easy way out on everything. Like, we had to learn a scripture one time in Bible study, and, and it was for an award. And so everyone went to their areas and studied for, you know, a week solid. And everyone got up and couldn't remember all the scriptures. And I got up last. It was my turn. I said, and Jesus wept. <laughs> and, that was, and you were done. <laughs> yeah, that was done. <laughs> Drop the mic. Drop the mic, man. So, that's, that's pretty funny. But, you know, the music business is a whole different animal, man, you know. But. I, I'm I'm totally happy if I can just you know tour for the rest of my life and, and play music and make a living at and it. make a living man. right. I've, I considered the, I I told my wife already and I feel like that we've already made it man because we're we bought twelve acres we got us a little farm we're providing for our, our three kids we've got money in the bank we're out here get, getting paid to go out and party and play music and write songs and really act like uh, a teenager and. It just blows, blows my mind that we're actually made it to that level where we, we don't have to worry about, uh, you know, getting our vehicles towed or getting gas <laughs> to go to the next town. Afraid to answer the phone. Afraid to answer the phone, yeah. Man, there's a long time I would answer the phone like, you know, hello, <laughs> no, he's not here. <laughs> that's, that's fr- I don't know who you're talking yeah, to. Yeah, they're like, man, this dude owes the IRS. Why does he have a butler? <laughs> <laughs> That's super funny. Are your parents still around? Yeah, man, they're both alive, man. They, my kids are a half of them are over there with them tonight. My dad's seventy eight. He's a badass man. He's in, he's in better shape than I am. I always kid with him. I go, hey, dad, I hope when I'm in my seventies, I'm in the shape you're in. He goes, son, you're forty and you're out of my shape right now. <laughs> my mom's seventy four, gonna be seventy five this year, and bless her heart, man, she's uh, she's getting up there. Yeah, I know, man. I think about that all the time, man. I, I really don't know what's gonna what's gonna go on. I, I'm hoping I have a. a a strong structure around me because my mother and, and, and my dad, man, they, they mean so much to me. I, I really don't know what I would have been able to do ever without them. They live close to you then? Yeah, yeah. Right. I actually moved away. Uh, I live a whole two exits down. Right. And It's not bad. You know, and now I have my dad's haircut that he had my whole life growing up. It's just so funny how things turn out like that. Dude, know? it's full circle, right? It really is, you know. I just wish I would have paid attention when all these people were telling me all this shit back when I was, you know, 18, 19, 20, even 25 probably. I don't think I realized anything until I was about 28. I was like, you know, I'm, I'm 28 years old, and I'm thinking, you know, all these people, they weren't full of shit, man. They were, Dude, telling, they were telling you the right stuff. Funny story. My son asked me a couple years ago. My son's uh, 24 years old, and he asked me, he goes, Dad, if you could come back in this life and be anything, what would you be? And I was like, I wouldn't want to be anybody else. I like who I am. I said, you know what? I'd love to know what I know now at an earlier age. Uh, that'd probably be the, that'd be the only thing that I'd pro- probably change is just to see what the the important things in life. And um, um, <laughs> I don't think I grew up till I was in my thirties. Like literally grew up. I right. like live this life. I get paid. I'd go out and hang out with my friends and party, sure. and then be broke for two weeks. And then I just sit back. And I was like, dude, what am I gonna do? I need to get my shit together Man. and like figure out life. And dude, that's it's it's a perfect way to put it. Yeah, you know, you know if. Uh, if I didn't have my wife, I don't know, man. I'd probably still be doing that. Yeah? I just don't care about it very much. I just want to play music. I want to write songs. Structure's good, right? Yeah, man. She she really provides it for me. I have... Uh, my brain is like a steel trap. Nothing gets in. Nothing gets out. Right. It's pretty much what I know. <laughs> it's locked 24-7. Yeah, locked 24-7. <laughs> I know what I know, and that's it, man. But when did you meet her? I met her in 1999 at a stoplight back in Houston. I was in a BMW. She was in a Civic, and I was like, hey, girl, what's up? But... And that was it. That's for reals? Yeah, for real. But, you know, she pulled over. 
I followed her for like two miles. She pulled in to a McDonald's and she's on the phone. I was like, I told my buddy, he's like, get out of here, man. She's probably calling the cops. But <laughs> she was on the phone with her dad. I was like, hey, man, give me your number. She's like, well, I don't give my number to, to boys. She said, give me your number and I'll call you. And like, I don't know why, but three or four weeks later, she called me out of the blue and she's like, hey, uh, would you like to go on a date or something? And I was like, yeah, man, come to my house. I'll take you fishing. We had we had a uh, 10-acre lake out by my house. Right, in Texas. In Texas. So she come over, and I took her crappie fishing, man, and she was tearing it up. And then... Uh, that was it. We ran out of bait. We went to Walmart, and she spent like 40 bucks on lures and all this fishing poles and stuff. I was like, man, I think I love this chick. And that and was then, that. Uh, that was it, man. We, we hung out every day since. And, you know, like I said, I mean, we've been together now 20 years this year. Congrats. Yeah, man. That doesn't I, happen anymore. Well, I don't know who she's been with, but I've been with her for 20 years. <laughs> That's that steel trap again. Yeah, <laughs> sweet dude. Uh, thanks for hanging out. Tell people how to find you online. Oh, man, just go to Sundance Head. Uh, look for the blue check on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Um, I've got two hashtags: tall and handsome or big sexy. They both apply to me. Uh, <laughs> why are you laughing, man? Uh, <laughs> no, no reason, dude. Yeah. No reason. I am, I am a Danny DeVito stunt double uh, from just, Twins. You know, just ask. Oh yeah, that and Ron Jeremy do yeah. right. I grew my beard out, so now I get compared to Gimli all the time from Lord of the Rings. I've never seen that. I've never seen um, what's the other show? Game of Thrones. I've never. I never really? watch any of that shit. Well, that's cool, man. I've I, seen one. You're Star about Wars. a seven now. You was like a ten. Man. <laughs> I don't. You know, I can't get into that stuff. Like Star Wars, I thought I would be into. I used to have Legos. Of it. Right, I watched yeah. the first one. Went to see Empire Strikes Back. I think I made it through half of it and was like, I don't even give a shit anymore. Yeah, my kid. You know, I, I wasn't either. And then I get a twelve year old, and one of the things we do is. Uh, so that we can bond. I'm on the road all the time. It's like, hey, man, let's let's find some stuff we can watch and record it. And when I get home, we'll sit down and binge. We'll, we'll binge watch the stuff together. And and uh, uh, one of the things for him was uh, uh, the zombie. What I, don't, I can't even think of. Walking Dead? Yeah, The Walking Dead and Game of Thrones. Those are two. And The Office. Office. So we binge watch The Office. Like, right. I get dumber every time I watch it, man. I think out it's of hilarious. Out of all of them, that's probably the only one I, I've never seen an episode of Game of Thrones. And one of my friends said that's the new vegan. It's like saying I'm vegan that you've never seen an episode of that. I'm yeah. like, but I've never seen an episode of it. I'm not vegan, but I don't, I don't that I just don't get it. Right. Yeah. I mean, I don't. I've never watched it, but I still don't get it. And then Walking Dead, I've never watched because if I go to bed and I watch something that's scary, I have nightmares without fail. Man, you're not gonna believe this. I heard that there's a million people signed up to learn the language. From the uh, the Queen of Walking Dead, like this Dragon Queen's language. Really? Yeah, that's a thing. Yeah, stick to music. Well, it must be uh, is Dothraki. Is that what is Dothraki? Is that Star Wars? I get it confused, uh, man. I have no idea, dude. I'm waiting on I'm waiting on like one of the Star Wars ships to land in the episode of of Game of Thrones, just kick everybody's ass and be like, look, call it a day. Here's the point. Right. And we, then uh, we were um, already here. What was the um the one with um Arnold Schwarzenegger? The guy that lived out in the out in the trees and shit like that. What was his name? Remember that guy with the long? I'm talking about. I'm waiting for him to come kick everybody's ass. The Terminator. Terminator. With yeah, the long hair. No, Predator. Predator. That's what I'm thinking. I didn't the Terminator oh, kill Predator. Yeah, whatever. I just saw a Predator versus Alien. They're in Alaska. It's badass. There's an underground tomb. I was like, this is so badass. <laughs> I'm dude. I watch Supercross on TV. I watch. Um, what else do I watch? I just watch a thing on Netflix called The Widow. I haven't seen that. It was. Pretty good. Kate Beckinsale. It's her first like starring role in something. It was actually they went to Conga. 
Weird really? story. Yeah, it's awesome, man. Dude, I like sat back and like watched this thing. I watched the first two, and I was like, "This is the weirdest thing." I've... And then I got hooked. It's only like nine episodes, t- ten episodes. I was sure. like, "It's pretty good." But I don't watch much of anything, man. I'm not. Yeah, I don't either, man. If I if I'm if I'm watching TV, it's like every once in a while I watch Fox News. Yeah. It's... What's that make you think of? Right. I just get all pissed <laughs> off. So so you've seen Game of Thrones? Yeah. Would you you've seen them all? Yeah. Would you say it's something that everyone should watch? Well, I mean, I you know. It's it's every, everyone has their own opinion. I sure, mean, it's definitely you like it. It's entertaining, right? It's an alternate universe. Did you catch the Starbucks cup in it before everyone else did? I did not, yeah. but I've been drinking before I watched it. It comes on Sunday night, and usually I've had it all day of yard work and drinking when I'm home. I love it. Yeah, love or if it. I'm on the road, you know, we won't get home till Sunday so late. I have to go to bed or Monday afternoon, you know. So really, uh, Tuesday, Wednesdays, like my Friday, like Saturday, Sundays, Tuesday, Wednesday. Right. Usually we're turning around. Thursday we're out playing Friday, Saturday, going back home Sunday, that kind of thing. But I like it. What are you guys doing for Mother's Day? And then we got to get the hell out of here. You got a show to play. Um, I got, y'all booked me, man. Thought we were just doing radio interviews. <laughs> well, what is it? It says eleven forty-five. That's Texas time. What time is it? Nine forty-five. You got fifteen minutes till you're on. Fifteen minutes. Yes, sir. Dude, I got a ritual. I got to go do yoga, stretch you got, out. You do you, bro. <laughs> I even forgot what I just asked you. Oh, nah. what are you doing for Mother's Day? Oh man, for Mother's Day, I don't know, man. I, I, you know, I, I probably get my wife uh, a dozen roses and ask her if she'd like to go home and enjoy myself together. <laughs> enjoy myself. Why don't you take her crappie fishing? Well, I might. She kicks me in my butt every time we go crappie fishing, though. You know? Do you guys eat the crappie when you're done or throw them back? Yeah, we sure do. We eat it, man. I, I, I love to uh, go hunting and fishing and eat. And, and eat. I, I feel like it's badass to provide for your family. Through the you know instead of going to the grocery store, living on the land. Yeah, I love it, man. Yeah, I just bought a half acre and got nothing on twelve, but I'm in Vegas. The only thing I got is rabbits and snakes and coyotes and it's badass, dude. Yeah. Start you a rock band. <laughs> we'll I know there's it. rocks around here. <laughs> there's a lot of rocks around. You, you got to hire your rock band. I just saw that uh, Kiss was selling air guitar strings and guitar centers. Literally nothing in the Shut package. Shut up. They're so smart. These guys are so genius. You're gonna spend twelve bucks on an air guitar string package with no nothing in it, just the packaging. People probably buy it. I watched Shark Tank uh, last night, an older episode of it, and a guy was selling uh, uh, him. He draws pictures of cats. People sign up on his website and put stuff on there and say, uh, my cat likes dandelions. And so the guy draws a cat with a dandelion, sends it to him, makes 10 bucks. And um, Mark Cuban, one of the wealthiest men in the world, fucking bought into his shit. And wow. I like sit back and I'm like, if this dude can draw cats and make money, why can't Kiss sell Dude, I have guitars? an idea about that too, man. I'm like, hey, man, if you guys need a, a song for your mom for Mother's Day, contact me and I'll write her a personalized song with her name in it. Why right not? Send me something, a little short bio about your mother, and I'll write a song about her. Let's do it. I'll fucking jump. I'll build the damn website. I'll tell you, dude, it's so easy. Birthday present, yeah. anniversary, whatever, custom mm-hmm. song. And you're going to sing it and send it. I'm going to sing it, record it, produce it, and send it to you. You'll get, it's yours. You'll get sick of that, too, because you'll get 1000 in a day, and then what are you going to do? Well, well I'm going to have to uh, subsidize it to the Chinese. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going offshore. <laughs> Thanks for hanging out, man. You got it, man. All right, all right, all right. That's the end of this one. Go ahead. Roll credits. Recorded by Toad. Produced by Toad. Booked by Toad. Voiced over by Toad. You know what? Toad would just like to go ahead and take this moment to thank you so that he doesn't have to go back and do his real job.